0: It ain't, it ain't gonna happen. Gonna happen. <laughs> a lot of people need to hear that. No, no. <laughs> a lot of
1: people need oh, to hear that. It, it might happen. It might happen. If it ruffles up your feathers, we're exactly talking to you. Talking to you, you know. buddy.
0: But- Yo, what's up, guys? Welcome to Honest Tattoo, a podcast for tattoo artists, tattoo lovers, tattoo enthusiasts worldwide, and we like to discuss something that we all love, which is tattooing. And this week we have a very special guest and it's a dear friend of mine. What's up, brother? How are you, Gorda? What up? And as always, we have my co-host, Matriano. What's up, brother? Hey, what's going on? And our man on the couch. What up, G-Money?
1: What's poppin'? Couch guy. (laughs) I'm lounging. it's comfy
0: here. It's comfy. I like it. Sick. So to start off, we're kind of just gonna ask Gorda a lot of questions, because I think that there's, you know, Gorda's an amazing artist, and I think that we should get get to know a lot about him. and. uh Our history and most of all about his unique style of tattooing so first of all Gordo where are you from how long have you been tattooing and tell us a little bit about your style for the people out there all right these people over there
2: so um (laughs) I am from Portugal I've been on the road for 10 years and I'm tattooing for 15 yeah 15 years I believe um and to talk about my style is, I can uh, put it in, 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 in the short uh, version of it, right? Uh, abstract calligraphy. But I try not to have label. So um, one of the things that uh, fascinated me back in the days was this uh, DVD about uh, dance, breakdance, called Detours. Mm-hmm. Which was the, the ones who detoured from breakdance, right? And that's what I tried to do. I try to detour from whatever. Traditional lettering, calligraphy, yeah, et cetera, no, stuff like that. Yeah.
3: So did you start doing actual lettering, calligraphy, like words? Well, yeah.
2: No, not only that, but what I started doing was regular tattoos. Oh, right? Right. I, yeah. I started an apprenticeship in a biker shop, Hell Angel shop, actually. Back in Portugal? Yeah. Okay. Yeah, yeah. In Which West. is like most of Europe, like. A lot of the big shops, even back in the day, were mostly like Hells Angels, oh, yeah. right? Like yeah. owned? So, yeah. So when I started, I did every style. I had no ambition of um, having my own style or weird style. So I, I, I just realized right in the beginning that I wouldn't make a difference through skulls and Japanese or koi fish, whatever you want to call it. I realized that I'm going to make a difference with lettering. Um, probably because that's what I love to do. That's yeah. what I really think I can focus and, and spend the time doing. So I, I focus on that and I bought um, calligraphy nibs that were wrong. They were not the right tools. Yeah. yeah they yeah. were the tools f- for calligraphy, but for black letter or block letter instead of uh, cursive. Yeah. Um, and ended up falling in love with that. Um, With the look of it Yeah Well it reminded me Graffiti and tagging And that's what I was doing before So So it
3: was an accident Kind of like How you got into it (coughs) Yeah Your style That's pretty cool Yeah
2: And I just took Advantage of it Yeah You know
0: When we first met So me and Gordo Met in Switzerland Yep And uh, we were both traveling You know And we met at a shop Called Inkvaders Yep uh, Owned by This guy Christian What's this How do you, Nguyen. Christian Nguyen. Christian Nguyen. So uh, that shop was great because it was such a, a great kind of like revolving door for a lot of like amazing artists from America, Europe. And uh, you would have times where things like that would happen where, you know, they'd, there's a guy from Portugal, a guy from America. And you get to like work together for a little bit and, you know, form a friendship. And like, shit, dude, we've like known each other for fucking years now. Yeah. Yeah. At least like 10. Yeah. Iran? It's pretty wild. It's yeah. pretty wild. How yeah, it, like yeah. time just goes, you know? But uh, when we first met, you know, uh, you were doing uh, a lot of different kind of tattoos. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I was yeah. doing basically you were so everything. Du- yeah. And then uh, I remember when you were like, this is what I really want to do right here. And you showed it to me. And I'm like, dude, this is fucking sick, you know? And nobody was really doing that. From that point forth, I just saw it just kind of go and go and go, you know? Yeah. For uh, yeah. you, Where people were just like, I want this from
2: you. At at the time, the dream was, you know, just having a a tiny little shop in my city, which is like outside of Lisbon. Yeah. And, you know, do the names of the kids, right? And, And some tribal, whatever I could do, I would do. And hoping that one day there would be enough people to get my style tattooed. Yeah, And and that's what traveling gave me was the, the possibility of compacting. Like, okay, I go to Germany and there's enough people to do like tribal and, and, and lettering and, and calligraphy. And once a month, I would have someone who was like, oh, you have that weird shit. Yeah, that's what I want to do. <laughs> <laughs> and then- Actually, so I
3: want to ask you that. Because um, I get asked a lot from newer tattooers who um, they want to only do style of tattooing that they really want to do. But- they don't know how to make that transition. They don't know how to say no to people who ask them for something that this person doesn't really want to do. So what was your approach when you decided that you wanted to go from doing every style of tattooing to make a buck to only doing the style that you currently do now? Like how long was that process?
2: Okay. To answer that, like, first of all, there's no too much work. People are like, Oh, I don't want to post this because then people come to me for that. And I don't want to do that. Like there's no such thing as too much work right? Worst case scenario, you don't have time for everything and you choose what you want to do. So I was doing everything. And then if I, I I remember at some point, some people would write me for my style. So I started to like, okay, I have this one day a week that I can book myself instead of the shops booking me work. Right. So that day is mine. And then two days a week and so on. So I, didn't decide I'm only going to do my style. I was able to only do my style. So that was a process over 15 years because I, right then when I started and I realized that I can make a difference through lettering I focused on like this is what I'm going to do. But you know at, at the end like if I can if, if I have to go back and, and do whatever I have to do I will. Yeah. If I don't have to you know, if I have uh, one day to tattoo five people, I choose the piece I like the most and why wouldn't?
3: Oh yeah, of course. So um, to this day that now that you have established yourself as the, uh, the Gordo letters guy, <laughs> are there still every now and then, is anybody ever asked you to do anything outside of that? Um,
2: I mean, not really. It, it, it happened that someone from the past, like a client and said like, Oh, you did this, you know, 10 years ago and I'll, for whatever reason I need another name or another this. And normally I just recommend someone, whatever that person is from that I know or the shop that I work with. If it was like Switzerland where where me and John met. Uh, and I'm like, okay, if you are in Geneva and I'm not going there and I don't do this kind of work anymore, go see this guy or girl or whoever this person. I think
0: too, for example, like, you know, when, I think that happens more when you're in that, transitional period you know when you're going from i do all sorts of demands you know to then get to that like you know people get to see my this thing that i'm trying to do that i really like doing and then like for example your portfolio now it consists of what you're doing you know it's because that's and that's mainly what you're tattooing so i think like one propagates the other you know the more you tattoo something the more likely you're going to continue to tattoo that people like to to know what they're going to their expectations are going to be met, you know? So if like they see that you're great at doing, you know, lady heads or koi fish or traditional tattoos, you're most likely going to get the same over and over. But of course, in that mix, you're going to get the people that are like, hey, you're good at this. So you must also be good at that. And oh, those I are the people that. that I know, <laughs> but those are the ones that you yeah. have to kind of educate. And like uh most of the time I've realized that those people that, you know, are requesting for something that's outside of your style. They like your style, you know, it's just that they don't, sometimes their, their own brain, is like pulling them in a different direction. I feel like those people can be pulled back into yeah. like where you want them to, to, you know,
2: you also do. have to think that, you know, tattooing, even if a lot of people don't want to consider like art, even other tattooers, right. They, they all, oh no, tattooing is not this is something else. And yeah, but at the end it is. It, it doesn't is. matter what you want it to be. It still is. And most of people, they don't really understand art. No. So no. they're not going to choose you because you're good. They're going to choose you because they trust you. Yeah. Because they got tattoo, uh, tattooed from you before or because- Or you, somebody they knew. Somebody right? they knew right. or, or something like they recommended that. them. Yeah, Or right. the shop that they trust, the local shop that they trust. Right. I mean, right. like, I remember
0: when I wanted to get my first tattoo, I, I didn't even look- for a shop or I asked people that I trusted and they told me like, Oh, this person, yeah. you should trust them. And then yeah. you're like, all right, that's where I'm going to go. Yeah. You know, cause yeah. I don't nothing. So it's like, you know, I'm just going to go off of that.
3: So for the people who are just listening and can't see on screen, um, can you describe the type of lettering that you do? Cause people are hearing lettering and they're thinking actual words, like right. the, the, the alphabet. But that's not what you do, so can you?
2: Well, it, it did start it like that, right? Okay. So yeah, I started tattooing uh, uh, a mix of, of block letter with whatever was my mix at the time with, with graffiti and, and you know whatever I would see in lettering at the time. There was not that much people doing lettering. BJ Betts, Jack Rudy, Norm, it, when it comes to tattooing were the influences and mixing it with mm, you know calligraphy-ish. So a mix of tag and calligraphy, right? Eventually, it it, it would evolve um, to one point that nobody could really understand because I mixed it with whatever influenced me at the time. Um, sim- symbols, symbology, or symbols, numerology. I got into like the the occultism shit, and I love like conspiracy stuff. So that that was even if I wouldn't believe in most of these things because I, I always say believing is not a choice right you believe or you don't i didn't really believe in a lot of the things i watch about aliens whatever but it inspired me to create something that would be outside of our realm and one day in in uh, london in the uk which was like probably six seven years ago uh, I had the guy who came to get tattooed and he's like, Oh, um, I, I actually asked him like, so what do you want to write? Cause I'm free handing. It's all on spot. You arrive, you tell me the word you want. And I fucking freehand it on you. So the guy's like, Oh no, I don't want to write anything, man. I want your style. And I'm like, yeah, <laughs> I write shit. It, this is, it's, it, like, it's yeah. a word, even yeah. if you can't read yeah. it. it, there's a word there. Yeah. Yeah. So the guy eventually <laughs> told me like, "Yeah, but I don't want to write anything on my body. I thought this was like abstract, like tribal. And I'm like, you fuck it. We make it. You know, you know what I mean? Like, I'm not going to lose the client, bro. It's
0: like, just write a word in Russian. It's just like a yeah. bunch of consonants next to <laughs> each other. <laughs> you <laughs> you can't know, what's crazy. <laughs> you were
1: thinking like a tattooer that it was like, all right, I already got the client here. And yeah. you already talk. you're already thinking like a good tattooer. I gotta make it happen for this client. You know, this client,
2: you know, it's going to probably- live without
1: paying me. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And, and, and you know client. what? It might not be my thing, but we're going to make it figure happen. it out. Like but I'm a businessman. <laughs> you're a client coming to me. I'm, i I got to make you happy.
2: It wasn't even the thing of not being my thing. I just, something I didn't really thought about it. Right. So right. I had to create something that is not a word, but it looks like one because that's what I was doing. Right. Eventually I, um, I had a really hard time. It was a big challenge, right? But that was also something like, well, this is interesting because if I'm not writing anymore, you know there's a lot more possibilities, right because, You know comes someone for you like, I want a bodysuit with a name, or I want a bodysuit of blackwork, abstract, whatever you call it that that's you know what I was looking for. I want to do bodysuit sleeves, right? And I had stuff like this before, like sleeves or back pieces, but but they were always like om, like om, or whatever, right yeah so that person who I have no idea who it was created that first thing. Okay. I got to, you know, find a way of writing my stuff, uh, without writing anything. And, and the, the solution was just fragments of letters. So imagine you start writing a B and you stop in the middle and then you start writing an L and you stop in the middle and then, you know, ornamental and the fact that I stop watching other calligraphy artists. And I start um, absorbing stuff like uh, architecture or nature related stuff like octopus and trees, then became even easier.
3: Man, one of the the first lessons I learned uh, coming at uh, art school was that, uh, I forgot if it was, you gotta kill your father or you gotta kill your idol. One or the other, I think it was, you gotta kill your father, the way that the the terminology was. Mm -hmm. But basically what it was is like, you look up to your father, he teaches you everything. And uh, in the art world, this would be the people that you are influenced by. If you're constantly looking at the work that influences you, you're going to remain there. You're going to reproduce work that looks like that. So you got to stop looking at that. And then you in turn start to develop your own style. You look within yourself and be like, all right, I'm going to, I'm going to influence myself. Yeah. And then you kind of develop your own style like what you did. Uh Absolutely. And then
1: you start refining it. Yeah. And it just starts happening organically.
3: Yeah.
0: It's uh, like doing Doing that, it's a journey in itself because, like, in the beginning of that search of, you know, there's going to be a lot of trial and error, you know? It's going to be a lot of, like, just experimenting, you know, till that experimenting starts getting like some cohesiveness or consistency and you're like, oh man, this is where I'm going with this. You
2: know? Yeah, right. And, and to not like, to not put the client outside of the experience because I always believe it's a collab with the client. Yeah. And, and I think like we Absolutely. just do it, they have to live with it, right? So I don't want to exclude the client mm-hmm. at all. That's not my point with what I'm going to say, but I'm not doing this for the client either, Yeah, right? I didn't start because I'm like, oh, I'm going to make a bunch of people happy. Yeah. So yeah, yeah. it's my own journey. And I just hope that I, in the way on my way, I find people who like my shit as much as I do, or maybe even more in a way, because I wouldn't get a back piece of myself. <laughs> right? So Telled, dude,
0: not word <laughs> on my back. <laughs> <laughs> um, out of how many countries have you traveled so far?
2: Oh. I don't know. It's hard to say. Um dude,
1: I've I've I haven't traveled to many, but I've had the pleasure of traveling to a couple countries, you know, outside of the US. Uh, I and uh from what I can say is that <coughs> Even that is a hard question where I'm like, I'm trying to remember what coach <laughs> It hasn't been many. So I can only imagine no, I mean, you've been through quite a few.
2: I've been, you know, 10 years on the road. I, I can tell you like uh, for the first eight years, which mm-hmm. was just before COVID. Yeah. Um, the first eight years uh, I've been on the road, the longest I spent in the same place, no matter if it was my house or whatever, uh, um, a guest spot, whatever it was, was uh, four weeks. Four weeks? Yeah, for eight years. So just a month and, yeah. and, a, and one consistent That place. was the longest. Wow. Normally would longest. be a, a week or even sometimes two, three days, move on. Shit. And wow. then COVID happened and I stayed three months in the same place. And I think even till now for the last 10 years- That's after, the longest. <laughs> three months in the same We're place. Same place.
3: So um, obviously it works because you've been able to do it for so long, but financially, how much of a burden is it to keep traveling like that?
2: Well, it's both sides because- there's two things, right? Is the expense of traveling, but the profit of you know, compacting work. I'm a hardworking person, I would say. So I, I had days that I'm working from, I mean, 9, 10 in the morning. I'm in the shop, started doing around 10, 11. And if I do what I call like two full days in one day, which is I have two clients for a full session, I get out of the studio at 1 in the morning. So I don't do this anymore. Not that much, right? But I've done it, right? So obviously, then you compact work. You put a lot of work in the same week. and Right. And, and, and
1: so it's uh, profitable, but it, it, it's, it's very taxing. It's got very to be taxing. taxing. And
2: it was an investment Incredibly. too. Incredibly. So right in the beginning, yeah. I, I would you know, get to a shop and like, hey, can I borrow 300 bucks for the week? And I would you know, buy the ticket for the next place with that money. Or I slept in the shops, I ate you know the same pizza for three days, right, and now you know things things work things out. are different, yeah. yeah, that's right, I think that that's like huge when I traveled,
0: like you know, I kind of went through the same <clears throat> stages where at the beginning, you know you're like uh you're you're budgeting you know yourself and you're budgeting you know your experience, but you you still have to travel. I think you either want to travel or you don't, you know you shouldn't wait till you like of like, oh, I'm going to wait till I can travel at this. No, you should just do it. You know, start traveling, especially tattoo traveling, you know, because you have to build clienteles in other places. And that takes time. Even just showing up like uh, to the same convention every year, you know, the first year it's going to be one way, but the next year when you go back, you're going to have probably people that you tattooed the year before or somebody that got recommended by, you know, you that you come around to the show and like just doing conventions I would build clientele in different cities. And then after convention, I can set up guest spots and then keep building clientels in different places. Yeah. You're establishing a presence. Yeah. You're establishing your, there's still people in Europe. They're like, man, why don't you come back? You know? And I'm like, yeah, Ugh. you know, not at this point, you know, yeah, it's kind of rough.
2: And it's uh, again, like um, for me, you know, like going through conventional ways of, um, of, Promoting your work, like magazines, of course, social media, but, you know, traveling, conventions, guest spots. If I come to this shop and um, even if I have work, even if I'm fully booked, I normally like, hey, post that I'm here. Yeah. Share that I'm working, share that I, you know, I'm coming. And then you share the shop in Hong Kong shares, the shop in France, you know, the convention in Germany shares and so on. Yeah, 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 yeah. And, and, you know, sitting on your ass and waiting for shit to happen. It ain't going to happen. happen.
0: <laughs> A lot of people need to hear that. No, no. A lot
1: no, of people need absolutely. to hear that. It, it might happen. It might happen. And it's going to ruffle up the feather. If it ruffles up your feathers, we're exactly talking to you. Talking to no. you, buddy. But
2: it, it might happen to some people. Man, I know people tattooing for less than two years and they fully booked and more booked than I, and, and they are amazing, but that's not all of us. Right. Some That's a us, very
3: small percentage of people. That yeah. like, those are the, the people, the people who are like that are like, you know, the guys who are winning the lottery. Like it happens. It could happen. Yeah. Oh yeah. You know, yeah, yeah but, but it's it very happens. rare. Don't rely on that. Yeah. yeah. No. yeah but what
2: we see. And don't compare yourself to that yeah. because what, they're, they're anomalies. What we see is not the process. It's right. the final product. Absolutely. Correct. Right. People yeah. didn't saw me going to the local gym to take a shower because I was sleeping at the shop in the massage bed. And there, yeah, exactly. and there was no People shower don't in the see studio. That part, you know, of the grind, right? you know, and that comes to uh, what Matt was asking. Like, hey, when did you switch? Like, I didn't switch. I didn't. I I did switch, but I it wasn't like a, oh I'm this is what I'm going to do. I was happy doing whatever I was doing, and I ended up being lucky enough. It happened
0: organically, yeah. of just like you know. The more that you travel and keep doing what you were doing, the more people wanted to get your special style. Eventually people are like, that's all I see from him. So that's all I want.
2: Yeah. Yeah? And, and, and there's no, you won't be disappointed because there's no expectation. Right. Whatever it comes. Yeah. You, you know? Yeah. Just, just being lucky. Yes, It's, it's, yeah, it's, it's going to of-
1: look like a, I want a Gordo piece and it's going to look like it. Yeah. You know, some people are okay with free handing on spot. Yeah. I think the, the biggest benefit. <laughs> of uh, We'll talk, we'll talk about more. The, of that yeah, on another the, the
0: biggest benefit of, I feel like of doing yeah. a, a certain style, you know, consistently like that of doing like one th- is that people are a lot more like, yeah, man, I just want you to do that. Just do your thing. You know, they're not going to argue with you too much. They're going to be like, yeah, I've seen you do this one thing a bunch of times and I like all of them. Do that, you know, Mm -hmm. do your version of that.
2: Sometimes the word, the hardest is to, to be different. Right. Because switch it up. Some, some, some clients want to collect. So it's like, yeah, I, you know, I freehand on spot. So I want to do whatever I'm inspired. Like, yeah, but I need to have a piece by you. Yeah. So I want others to recognize because they're collecting. And I'm not going to say that's a bad client. I'm just saying that sometimes that client, it's you know, yeah, it has its own different challenges with those people, yeah, because they want a a girdle Letters piece or a John messa piece. Like, hey, just fucking like being free is how you like my work, creating something new. That's why you came to me, so let me do the same on you,
0: yes. Well, people want something that's like, especially collectors, they want something that's easily identifiable, they want, like, oh that's a gourd letters right there. You know, if you, you wouldn't be able to, they wouldn't want you to experiment something different. You yeah. know, they want you to do like, make it trademarked right there.
3: Man, I've had a couple of uh, collector clients that like instantly I could pick out the other tattooers are on, you know, this person. And then they ask me to do something that's not in my style. <laughs> like, oh man, can you squeeze something in here? I'm like, man, like, now I no. have to do something totally different. Like, it no, It stinks. I had, uh,
2: a couple of times people write, uh, asking me, like, you want to be, you know, you want to do your piece next to this guy or next to that guy? <laughs> <laughs> I'm like, the fuck yeah, like, I don't care.
0: It. Just tell me what spot I got. Give me a spot. That's it. Yeah, you tell me. You yeah, doing? tell me what spot we can put tattoo on.
3: Man.
1: Some clients can be pretty pretty funny.
3: Um, Gordon, I, I got to tell you, um, the first day that I met you, was back at the old shop in Bowery. Yeah. You were uh, just arriving. You were setting up your station. You were the only one in the shop. I came in. I had to either pick something up or I don't know, but I, I came in and it was just you. And then it was just me. And I walked in. I didn't know who you were. You were walking around the shop in sweatpants and no, no shoes. <laughs> and I was looking around. I was like, man, some bums came into the shop. Who is this guy? I was like, who let, who let this homeless guy in the yeah. shop?
2: Yeah. <laughs> yeah. That, that sounds like, you know, like it me. Oh, that's pretty
3: good. I do wear shoes now. Okay,
2: like now I wear shoes, guys. But like in summertime, tattooing without nothing, you know, like just shorts, no shirts. No
3: shirt. Oh, it's free. <laughs> it's, it's free. Fucking awesome. It's freeing. Yeah.
0: I don't, uh, I'd feel free
3: too. W- John, you were a king of not wearing a shirt tattooing for a while. Yeah. I, it was I for mean, the same
0: reason. You almost know? every convention. Yeah.
3: yeah, man. If it's like, man,
1: I get hot. i will be like, you know, you know what what's man? crazy? Take be- this thing off. And that's something that I feel like a lot of people don't even give a shit if you're either physically fit or even like not even physically fit. A lot of people can like look at that and hate on it and be like, oh, he's trying, I'm trying to fucking show, you know, show off, be a badass. But it's comfortable. And it is kind of cool. Oh, Tat- yeah, especially dude. if you have a lot of tattoos. Oh, a yeah. tattooer with a lot of tattoos, tattooing somebody. Like let's say the client is getting a back piece done and he's got his shirt off. That's the difference. And then, And then the tattooer has a bunch of badass tattoos and he's got his shirt off. The whole thing looks badass to me. Yeah. You know where I'm just like, oh, that's.
2: I mean, that's why we. some tattooing
1: right? to yeah. me. You know what I mean, like. Yeah. So, but it's always funny when I, where you know, especially with like in John's case, when people would be like, oh, look at. Oh, I'm this guy. To, over yeah, here. look at this yeah, guy over here. I'm like, yeah, bro, go do your fucking
2: push. ups yeah, up. like, and I and the was the like, moment, go, go to your fucking booth and like, do your you, tattoos your yeah, own way. Bro. Bro. But, but people always find a a, a way to. Complain, of course. If you put your shirt off and you covered in tattoos, you're showing off. Wow! I wish I had the the sound the sound clip. They'll be like, "Hey, hey, 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 hey,
0: hey!" <laughs> hey, hey. Yeah. Yeah. But if you, if, hey, if hey, you yeah. put <laughs> your shirt off and
2: you have no tattoos, they say you're a tattooer without tattoos. Yeah, right? yeah absolutely. So, I mean, people will always find a way. And I have to say, like, n- not different than anybody else. I had the same. Like, oh, I don't want to show off. I don't want to be. And I saw. Um, yeah, Philip Lou, I believe on in an interview and he says like how he felt, how he likes to take the shirt off and kids in the swimming pool come to, you know, approach him and other people. And I'm like, fuck if it's good enough for Philip Lou. Exactly. Yeah. Right. Philip yeah, Lou me.
1: thinks it's cool and normal to do that. My guy. I'm like, I'm going to fucking do it. So, <laughs> you know, I hope you guys out there, if you don't know who Philip Lou is, I stop or, tattooing. <laughs> You're yeah. a young tattooer. Stop ta- and you don't stop know who Philip Lou is.
0: Stop tattooing. Go be like,
1: guys, go Google who Philip Lewis is. What's right your now. fucking rotary
2: and, uh, <laughs> down, throw them in the
1: trash, and stop tattooing. Yo, he
2: uses rotaries too. Yeah, yeah huh? he
1: uses rotaries. Yeah, he uses anything. Oh, okay. He uses anything. To Coils versus rotary. <laughs> rotary this is going to be another. T- <laughs> I don't give a shit, but people that know what I'm talking about know my, the gist of the joke. Um, no hate. But yeah, if if you don't know who Philip Lewis is and you're tattooing right now, stop
2: So it. just just to, to annoy Gabe. So- <laughs> which, which tattoo do you use to line today? <coughs> a rotary, yeah, <laughs> it, I use
3: rotary. It's, but it I doesn't know. it doesn't sound like oh, no, a rotary. No, no, yeah, no. yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. Right. So just
1: just to clear the funk,
0: so
3: then Cuban
1: rotary, <laughs> so it clacks, <laughs>
3: so it clacks.
0: Okay, rotary. That's like. <laughs> that's like having like an electric car that has like that sound. That's like a, a made up engine sound. No, man. Isn't that a <laughs> Tesla where you can turn on the engine sound inside? Uh, inside. But the, like, now they have cars that give you an outside sound as well. Oh yeah.
2: Like, like Ferrari. I think the, Porsche. the BMW,
0: there's a BMW like. All right. To me, BMWs that's a, that's is a penis inside. pump. Right there. she's doing goes, that's bullshit. Outside, it, there's like speakers outside to make, to make it uh, make noise. But, uh, yeah. so, I met Philip Lou and unannounced my friend in, you know, Seb was like, yeah. Hey bro, do you want to go meet Philip Lou? I'm like, yeah. Right. All right, let's fucking go dude. And, uh, we drive like an hour and a half, go to this mountain. You start driving up this mountain. You get to this village, Sang-kwa. like a Swiss village. And, you know, we're like looking for the sign, dude. We can't find the sign. And they're like, we ask some old person. They're like, that house over there. We go over there. We just knock on the door. He like opens up, dude, shirtless. <laughs> like Philip Lou opens up shirtless and just like, what's up? I'm like, like oh, like. Who the fuck are you? Yeah, exactly. He's like, <laughs> oh, dude, he was like, "Uh, what's up? Are you tattoo artist? Yeah. Come on in. That was it, dude. Awesome. That was it. Come on in. And then it's like. Super nice. And his mom comes out. And yeah. And then she's like, oh, these are tattoo artists from like America and blah, blah, blah. And uh, then uh, he told me, he's like, oh, I'm sorry. I don't have a lot of time to hang out, but feel free to look around uh, because I'm filming like this documentary and uh, about his dad. And uh, what was crazy that the guy that was shooting the documentary with him, uh, we had a friend in common. That guy was like, "Oh, you have like a sick like Seth Wood tattoo, right?" And I was like, "Yeah, yeah, yeah." And then he's like, and then Philip Blue was like, "Take your shirt off, man." <laughs> yeah, like, let's see it. Yeah, yeah of course. He was like, "Take your shirt off, bro." And then I had to take my shirt off. And then, dude, you know when people just look at your tattoos, dude? He immediately just went, just he he touched my Study. tattoo. Yeah, like if it was like an iPhone and zooming in, you know?
2: <laughs> like, he did
0: that shit, dude. Like where are like touched, he was like expanding my skin and shit, like trying to see how like well saturated that thing was. And it was like, it's good.
3: (laughs) (laughs) Got that seal of approval. Yeah.
0: Yeah. Yeah. So Seth Wood, you got a seal of approval by Philip Lou. He checked out your shit and he said it was sick, but uh, that's, that doesn't get
3: you a blue check mark on Instagram. Nothing will. Oh bro. That's like such a good feeling. Like, Oh wow. That guy
0: saw my shit and he said it was cool. So man, it was just a great experience. And I've always thought like there's something, uh, especially when, the whole idea of like, when as a tattoo artist, you're covered in tattoos and you show that to your client, you're immediately showing you, I've been there, bro. That's right. That's an immediate,
1: like they know that you've suffered Dude, through that experience. You know, I got a cookbook on my shelf that literally says, don't trust Skinny Chef or it goes something like that. I'm, I'm, I'm pretty sure I'm massacring it, but, and it's kind of true. You know, you're trying to sell a product, which are tattoos. And you know know what? There's going to be a lot of hate from, you know, you don't have to be full of tattoos to do. I was like, I'm not saying that you're not skilled with tattooing, but you're not about the shit. If you don't have tattoos and you're tattooing.
2: I mean, you for sure have more experience. Yeah. Right. There is no such thing as less experience. There's only more. More experience. Correct. Correct. Even if it's bad or good, painful or not. So, I mean, for example, I don't have my hands done or palms. I don't have my neck, at least not on the front. I have the back of my neck. That's and right. I Neither do my I. Head. And I don't know if I will ever get it. Maybe yeah. the, the dome, the very top, but probably not. Right. Right. So, but I still do a lot of heads and faces. Right. So that's Same. something that when I'm doing someone's head or something, I'm like, you know, I'm not exactly sure what they're going through. Stress-wise, when it comes to, like, having a visible tattoo like that. That's right. Or, or, you know, pain. But I have the rest of my body done, right? I'm, I'm pre-recovered by now. Uh, and I get tattooed for more than 15 years constantly. And that keeps me grounded. Yeah. That makes me uh, be more compassionate when I'm tattooing certain areas. Right. More delicate. And, and I, you can actually talk from experience. Of, I don't do it. Like... I don't do a better tattoo because of that, but I do a better customer service because of that.
1: Exactly. You nailed mm-hmm. it. Yeah.
0: Yeah. I think like- uh, And it looks sick. It looks sick. And that's, that's what I was going to say. I was like, I'm covered in tattoos because I love tattoos. <whistles> that's it. I love tattoos. Yeah. Like, you know, from, from a client standpoint- I love tattoos. You know yeah. what I'm saying? Like, cause it's so different to be somebody that like loves tattoos and somebody that loves to make art. Right. And they just happen to make art in the form of tattoos or you love to make money. And tattooing has allowed you to monetize your art skills. Correct. You know, and that's the difference. I happen to fucking love tattoos, bro. That's why I'm covered in tattoos. That's right. And now there's a lot of people that are tattooing and, and, they don't have any fucking tattoos None. because what they like is I was able to monetize my art doing this shit. And they're
1: also not contributing, you know, by doing that. It's all it's, you're doing. A lot of people will be like, Oh, what, what do we have to contribute? What do we have to put back into the pot of tattooing? I mean, I'm mean, experience t- getting tattooed. Yeah. You know, like well, I feel like that's important because it's all about really like to me, that's some poser shit because to me it's about you get tattooed as a tattooer because you want to be involved because you're actually geeking out the same way that the client is coming to you for your shit. You know what I mean? Yeah. 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 It's like a revolving thing. It is a revolving thing. And it's like, you also like come from a place of experience where you're full of these tattoos. The tattoos were also part of your journey, whether you got them from, from your fellow companions, your friends, but you know, you, it's like that energy transfer to me. You I know think, what I mean?
2: I think when I get that, too, there's definitely two sides, right? Like there's the side of collecting or the experience, right? Yeah. I have small You know, goofy tattoos by non tattooers, The memories, you know, yeah, so many different things. Yeah, the memories. Some good, some good, some not so good. But that's not the point. Like that two three in the morning tattoo on a guest spot that you fucked, then you're like, let's go back to the shop and do that as a tattoo, right? Then you have that that fun moment, and there's also like, okay, I want to get a large piece by this guy that I like or I want to get to know or that I already know. And it's a good friend of mine. So I want him to be occupying a big space. And those are very different feelings, right? Absolutely. And I, I, I love the idea that, you know, my ribs and torso are done so I don't have to go through it. Yes. Cause those are sh- shitty, right? they so, shitty experiences, so,
0: hard experiences.
2: So, you know, there's the experience of that, that or, or, or the, The final result of just having your body covered, which is important because it hurts. So let's get it done. And like, oh yeah, this shit, this little weird, goofy thing is because I was with my friend at three in the morning and it was fun and we were drunk and we got it done.
0: Yeah. I feel like people that love tattoos and that have a lot of tattoos always have at least one of those, at least one, one of like, fuck it. Just, I know you don't know how to tattoo, but- you're my friend, and you're gonna fucking do this right now because I'm, you know, yep. I'm down, you know. But it's like one of those like things that it's like later. You're like, why the fuck? Did I do that? Why did I do that? It's like, like, oh, this hurts. Yeah, it's like, oh man, it sucks way more when somebody yeah. doesn't yeah. know what the hell they're doing. Like, fuck. But I feel like it's it's such a good like. It's always a good story and a good memory. Well, absolutely. You've traveled to a lot of countries. You traveled, all, you know, all yeah. over Europe, the U.S. Um, and you've worked in Asia. So you've like seen so many different markets and so many different people. Um, how would you say it differs from like, uh, as far as charging like money, like how are you charging people in different places? And like, uh, as far as just like the tattoo markets, how do you feel that they all compare kind of like average to each other?
2: Um, so there's, in my opinion, right. There's two ways, or two points. I don't know if that's the English word that I should use. There's, there's two reasons on how I can charge something, mm-hmm. right? The, the first reason is the economy of a country. Okay. So it, it, let's say that it doesn't matter who I am, but there's a shop minimum or a, a price per hour by uh, from a shop. Yeah. So if I'm in Germany, uh, France, Portugal, Romania, uh, Nepal, Hong Kong, U S even inside of the U S uh, so like all this, like there's economy, there's a different economy. Yeah, right? for sure. I, if I come to New York and I charge the same that I charge in Portugal, like that would be really cheap. Yeah. If I charge the same that I charge in Nepal, that would be even more, crazy, even more right? crazy cheap. Um, so there's the economy of the place, the yes. city, the country, et cetera. Mm-hmm. And then there's how much, how much you can charge, right? Yeah. So let's say I'm working at home in Portugal. I don't have Portuguese clients, right? All mm-hmm. my clients people are flying in. Yeah. My clients fly in and they still pay a lot less. Right. But, be, you know, for, for multiple reasons, one of them is I don't pay a cut. I don't pay hotel. I'm, I'm at home. Right. You're at home. You're in a different. And I'm still charging more than most of people. than the average in Portugal. Portugal client. I mean, so, tattooer. Yeah. And then you have, uh, you know, like U.S. is a different beast because you, you as a country, as a economy, and not only that, as a culture, there's the culture of capitalism. Oh, yeah. Right. So here you can grow as an artist. Hey, 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 hey. The American dream
0: no. is alive, bro. And you must, people just forget it, about it. It is you, it. 100% no, true.
2: Dude, if, if you come from abroad there and, you know, no matter where you're from, there's nothing like in the U.S. You can grow so much. You can, you know, like, look at, look at, like, if you're here, you can go there next door, have some dumplings for four bucks and that's a whole meal. Yeah. Or you can go get some lobster for a hundred bucks. That's right. Yeah. I, so that's the same in tattoos. I can, you know, come here, work every day for the, 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 the daily rate I charge a, as much as I can. But if I go to Switzerland, that it's the only country in the world that I charge is the same that I charge in, in the U S it's the same. Because the dollar and the- Switzerland uh, is so fucking expensive. Yeah, I can charge the same this. a lot of money in yeah. Switzerland. But I have so a few eh? clients. I don't have two, three months of work like I can do here right. at a time, right? But so there you go. You have a, a huge difference when it comes to something like this. So uh, I always say price of a tattoo yeah. is what you can charge, not what you want. Yes. Because if I want a million dollars for a tattoo, I can ask for it. Doesn't mean you'll get it. But if nobody tattoos, <laughs> that's still zero dollars. Oh yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Right. Yeah. So it, it, yeah. When it comes to, to traveling and economies, I mean, I'm from Portugal, so I'm always good to go out. Yeah. Right. Right. Coming back. Yeah, is always a good, a good, good opportunity plus. and your money's going to be worth a good But, amount, uh, yeah. you know, uh, uh, again, like the idea is to go for the clients who want what I want to do and,
1: and who are going to make you
2: feel valuable and f- at your price. Yeah. And after you have those clients, uh, after I have the Hong Kong market, the UK market, the, the German market, the U S market, then out of a hundred people that I have in us, one on each place, right on the U S on German, blah, blah, one on each country are going to come to portugal right and then when i'm back home i don't need that much work yeah so i can focus on other things correct right yeah that makes sense yeah
0: like there's so many artists from other places and you guys are like man i want to get to that point i want to get to that point where i can you know go to america where i can uh go see places Get a where visa. travel the world. And that's what I wanted to talk about.
1: Dude. Same, so, cause you know, John, I, I, when I go to Italy, yeah, and I talk to the, Italian those guys, who, over there, they, that's their dream. bro. That's because when dream. I, when I, when I, when I find out what they make in a day or how much they charge their clients, I'm like me coming from <laughs> my cushiony, awesome, capitalistic America and what I'm used to, I go over there and I'm like, and I'm like, Oh You You forget how good it is right here. And it's like, and it's like, you guys are lucky to charge what? And I'm over here, like, needless is what I'm trying to say is that I don't feel like I'm worth, like, I don't feel like I'm getting what I feel I'm worth. When I'm outside the US, you feel me? Absolutely. Where I'm just like, damn, dude, I have to lower myself how much? Yeah, what? but the thing
0: is like. That's the same thing that they feel when they're there. Like, yeah, they feel the same way. Yeah. Like, those tattoo artists that are crushing, doing beautiful yeah, work.
1: They're, they're like, I could be, I, I'm not like, living my dream right they're now. They're like, I
0: could be in America fucking crushing, bro. And here I'm like limited yeah. by, you know, all of these, you know, economic, Situations in their country and Correct. et cetera and all that stuff. I think, I think
2: the, the the biggest difference that I feel from, for example, a country like Portugal and let's say Italy and countries like this in Europe, right? The biggest difference to US is when you actually make it. If you are making really good money, even if it's a lot less money than here, but let's say you are really doing good for Romania, right. for fucking needle. Yeah,
3: it's all relative. So all relative. Yeah. Yeah. So when right, you're making
2: correct. really good in the same place, even if you make less money, you're better there. Right. For one reason, or, or well, one thing that has different reasons is yeah. the, 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 the difference on the expenses you have.
1: Okay. Right. The amount
2: of money you have ah. to spend to make money. Now, right, right, hold on right, a right, second
1: right. though. But in, in Europe, a lot of Europe, you know, you may argue that, that that may work, but there are many situations where the economy is down and, uh, but the price and the cost of living isn't necessarily, but, but that's as, you the know thing. what I mean? Like, like everyone always has this, this, this vision of like, oh, Europeans are always coming to the US to travel because it looks like they have like more vacations than us and more money to spend. And no, no, I found that to be quite opposite. But, but that's because you're generalizing.
2: I'm not, right? Uh, my yeah, point true. is the opposite. Yeah. Is like I have my clients, for example, they fly into Portugal, right? Right. So if I wanted, I would charge almost the same I charge here. And if I take my hotel, my flights, my accountant here, my visa here that costs money, if I take my expenses from here and I just see the money I make here out of a day, it's the same that I charge there, Right.
0: Because you're not taking so many deductions and so yeah. many losses, you know, from yeah. you know like, like that. To work but uh, overall, like like for example, to you for like the reason you travel is because of like, you know, once you do, you're you know, being in a smaller. That's one of the benefits also of New York City. Being in a city with so many people, it gives you a lot more of like
2: people overall to tattoo that want your niche style. You know. Well, yeah, and. When it comes to that, you have even other things, which one of them is like every country and city has a specific thing. Like Portuguese people don't really care about black work and abstract. Yeah. They like old school traditions, sailor tattoos, right? Yeah. But, and in, in, you go to Germany and, and U.S. and, uh, sorry, in U.K. and France, they like black work more. U.S., only a few years ago, start to get into black work. That's and true. And because that's, I start, That's true. I started tattooing black work here almost 10 years ago. I grew up with the trend. Mm-hmm. So people, you know, people see see my work often, see, you know, oh, this guy's doing this over and over and over. So they, they trust you. Yeah. And they come to get tattooed by me or you because they trust what they saw. But if I go to Italy, I barely have work. Right? Yeah. And it's next to Portugal.
1: That makes so much sense because exactly how you mentioned it, you do your style of like calligraphy, abstract, black work. And like you said, coming up here in the US, it wasn't really a normal thing. So people that wanted something different. Had to be me. It had to be you. Well, you know know what I mean. Yeah. You you fell into that category of like, oh, me and a few others. That's right. Mostly from Europe. That's right. Like, yeah, exactly. And it wasn't even American tattooers no. doing that stuff. It's you coming in overseas. I mean,
2: even worldwide, like if you think worldwide, how many black work artists, you know, you have like rocks and whatever, a few other. Right, right. right. American artists. But how, like, if you go to a supplier here and you want to buy a 35 mag, a 25 mag, it's hard. You go to Europe, 25 mag is small. Exactly. Right. So. <laughs> yeah, of course. Everyone's no.
1: filling in large fields of black in, yeah. in Europe.
2: But you go to Portugal, old school, traditional country, blah, blah, blah. Why the fuck they want to get, you know. Right. And then you have like black work, are normally also more expensive projects. A whole sleeve, whole back. You know, if, if my clients come for a small piece, like hard, nowadays is hard to do. I'd barely do that. I mostly do full sleeves or or large scale pieces. But if you want a traditional piece, Back piece, most of the time is gonna be a bunch of shit put together. Right. Not 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 shit in a bad way, right? The uh, you know a composition a composition of pieces rather than one huge element. Fucking sake. God damn man
0: yeah so unfortunately so much more time on <laughs> yeah, yeah we could spend yeah. talking all night with oh, Gordo, yeah. but uh we're gonna go drink with him instead but uh <laughs> what uh <laughs> <laughs> what I would like to say is like Gordo, thank you so much for coming to the podcast man. where can uh where where are you going next? where's your next travel so people can find you and uh how can people find you on the internet
2: all right so um <sighs> from now on and things changed by the end of last year for for, you know, health reasons and other reasons, but mostly I'm going to be splitting my time between Portugal and U S. Um, so I travel inside of U S mostly between East coast and West coast mm-hmm. and at home or in Europe, I'm at home in Portugal and you, you just got to reach out and, and get on the waiting list and, you know, want something large
3: scale, how do they reach out to you? Where are they going to find you? Uh, well, uh, go to the letters at
2: gmail.com or just go to the letters on my uh, Instagram. Right, Yeah. And that's it. I don't have any other social media. Cool.
0: Awesome. Cool. Oh, and anyways, guys, thank you so much for joining us. This is John Mesa.
3: Matt Triana,
1: And G money, Gabe tattoos. And go to the Letters, And thank you so
0: much for hanging out with us. Another episode of honest tattooer. Make sure you tune in next week and see what we got going on. And Peace. Peace. Bye.